0: Deion sanders and colorado are doing the unthinkable when it comes to the transfer portal but those around college football they're not a fan of his moves we'll talk about that and more on today's episode of locked on buffs
1: you are locked on buffs your daily podcast on the colorado buffaloes part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: what is up everybody this is locked on buffs i'm your host kevin borba and today we're going to be talking about the way coach prime is being doubted by those around college football anonymous sources spoke to the athletic and they are not confident in how his new transfer portal roster that's full of 60 to 70 new guys is going to work um we'll discuss that and then i'm also going to talk about some transfer portal guys that i think colorado should target um i'm going to do a couple on offense and a couple on defense um so those will be our last two segments of the day but before we dive in. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bus your first listen every day. We're available and free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Okay. So an an article titled Deion Sanders' Extreme Colorado Makeover, kind of pl- a ploy on Extreme Homeover Makeover, Home Makeover, whatever. Great, great show back when I was like 10 or whatever. With that that one guy with the raspy voice, and he was like, Move that bus. Okay, well, now that has been transferred to the athletics assessment of Colorado and coach prime. And so the article is titled Deon Sanders, extreme Colorado maker makeover has coaches buzzing. It's a tremendous risk in quotes. Um So if you didn't know already, Colorado has decided to, and for within reason um the program, the team went one in 11 last year. So coach prime took the job um, and he basically was imploring, urging guys from last year's roster to leave. So that way he could bring in more talent um, and, and, we haven't really seen this at the power five level a roster be turned over as much as he has. Um They're going to have, uh, I believe they currently have 60 players. So they have around 25 scholarships to work with at the moment. Um, but just a little context on the article. So, This is Max Olson from The Athletic, and he interviewed sources from the ACC uh, and Bruce Feldman, uh, Max Olson and Bruce Feldman. They interviewed anonymous sources from the ACC, Big 12, -12, Pac-12, coaches, recruiters. Uh, anybody in the mix. So I wanted to read you guys a couple quotes and kind of show you what people are thinking in the college football world um, in terms of coaching and stuff about Coach Prime's methods. Um, so an ACC recruiter, dire, recruiting director said, it's a tremendous risk to replace all of those guys. It's an experiment that has never happened on this big of a scale. True. Um, I don't think there's a lie there. I think we will probably never, ever again see a a roster be revamped like this um and i don't think there's a coach out there in college football that would be able to do it unless it's like nick saban um who would be able to go to another school maybe kirby smart too now that he's picked up some steam but there's probably three coaches in college football that can go to another school um tell like majority of the roster to leave and then bring in enough transfers and talented recruits to kind of make up for it um so Yeah, that that was one quote. Um, I don't think that's wrong, though. It's definitely a bold move that we won't see again, probably. Um, And then this quote was more interesting. I can appreciate the aggression and the urgency to essentially bust things down to the studs and start over. And this is a Pac-12 player, a Pac-12 director of player personnel. My concern is the rapid hemorrhaging of the personnel within specific rooms. They have an unfathomably low amount of scholarship players in some rooms that demand high volume personnel. I'd be less worried about culture and locker room dynamics right now in year one than it would be about having enough players to to line up and stay healthy. See, that's interesting because I do think you look at, I would say, like, the running back room is decent. The wide receiver room will be decent. Um, The tight ends, not loving the tight end situation after Sadie Traore. Obviously, we already know I made my case that Sean Lewis doesn't use them, but you'd still love to have some. Um, The linebacker unit. Very thin, I feel like. Uh, obviously, you have Des Kennedy, uh, Levante Bentley. They just landed uh, the Florida State linebacker, uh, Gant. Um, so they're getting more, but that would be a thinner position room to me. Quarterback is very thin. Um, so, yeah, let's move on um, to another quote, just because there are so many good nuggets in this article. And it says, It's just absolutely unreasonable to think you could sign 25 players out of the spring transfer portal and make your team better. The big 12 uh, player personnel, this is a big 12 person now, said, unless the players they had were just that bad, which I don't know, which I don't buy, in the end, is the sum of the 25 new guys going to be greater than the sum of the 25 old guys? I don't know. Um, that's going to be the big question moving forward. I think um, right now you could look at like Derek McClendon, Gant, Um Let me let me pull up the, the transfers right here because I think there's some guys on here that are risky. And I think there are some guys that are surefire, going to play right away, going to contribute and be uh, useful. So, um, Marion Cooper has played uh, corner. Um, go down to Chaz Wallace, a defense lineman from Old Dominion. He has experience. Brandon Gant um, has experience as a linebacker safety. Darren McClendon, experience. Vito Tisdale, despite his off the field issues, has experience. Um, D- Devion or Dave Harris, experience. Um, guys that have high upside, but not enough production on the college level. Uh, Savelle Smalls, the five-star from Washington, who they landed yesterday – or, yeah, I think it was two days ago now. Um, Tavares D- Dawson, excuse me, the Auburn receiver, he had two catches last year. Um, Jaquez Robinson, the corner out of Alabama, special teams guy primarily. Amari McNeil from Tennessee did not play that much. Um, let me go down the list here. Even Demoy Kennedy didn't play a lot. Kendrick Breedlove didn't play a lot, the corner from Olmis. Um, But then you have guys like Jordan Dominic, who was – dominant last year miles slusher from arkansas who's dominant so they're kind of like half and half it's like for every guy that they have that has legit college experience they have a few more that are inexperienced um so uh there they also they also talked about how the the spring portal just was not as fruitful as many people thought um just because there wasn't as much talent Um, I'm trying to see if there's one more quote that I want to talk to you guys. Okay. People could say what they want, but with NIL for him to get legit dudes, he's going to have real money. Um, That's a good thing. You know, uh, NIL coming to Boulder. uh, I think especially nowadays when Colorado or college football, Colorado football, college football is all based on NIL um, for a lot of the guys. um, It's going to be a, it's going to be a major factor. Um, And then, the other thing, too, is that I think they're counting on him maybe removing some of these guys because one of the big 12 guys says, if we take an undergrad transfer, we now view it like you're stuck with this guy for the rest of their career. The rules are written in a way to encourage you being stuck with them. If they take 25 transfers and 15 of them stink, there's really no way to get rid of them. Um, that's a good point. I think Coach Prime would probably try to find a way to get rid of them just because that's the way he's been operating. Um but it could be really down bad line if you miss on guys, which I think is fair. Um, honestly, if you're bringing in, say, because right now I think the number is at let me, thirty eight transfers, um, probably with more coming in. So let's say they bring in a total of fifty, and you hit on twenty five of them, that means you have twenty five guys who are not good or not quality depth, um, which could be a big problem. Um and then they compared him to Lincoln Riley because this has been the only comparison that really works um Lincoln Riley the coach primes flip uh Lincoln Riley brought in 20 transfers to help at USC um but he kind of he didn't kick guys out he was just plugging guys where they needed them where he- march
1: madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast
0: saw fit um and the quote was the biggest thing with the portal is just the time crunch lincoln riley said it just happens typically really really fast and there's no go out to see him especially this time of year unless they're on your campus there's no face to face um so he's got to take a risk on a lot of these guys um i think like i said i think the sheer volume of transfers he's brought in will help um in terms of kind of eliminating that risk. But I do think they're going to miss on some. I think that's just the matter, the fact of the matter. Um, I don't think they're just going to go hundred percent hit rate um, because there's a reason that a lot of these guys are in the portal. Um, They didn't hit at their previous schools and now they're looking for a second opportunity. Um, So it'll be interesting to see that. But I do think coach prime will get the most out of at least, I think he's going to hit on over 50% of them, which is a good rate. Um, I, as someone who spent time covering Texas, when Steve Sarkeesian took the job, Uh, his very first move was to bring in transfers from the SEC regardless of their playing time. Um, So he brought in guys like Ben Davis. Uh, He brought in uh, Ray Thornton from LSU. Ben Davis from Alabama didn't play a lot there. Um, Ray Thornton from LSU didn't play a lot. And then he brought in Ovi Ogufo, or I think is how you say his last name, I forgot. Ogufo from Notre Dame, Uh, obviously not from the SEC, but a bigger program. And they were reserves, um, besides from Ovi, I think he played the most, and they didn't do much. Um, so just getting a guy from a bigger school doesn't always mean they're going to find success right away. Um, but if coach prime can hit on at least half of these guys, then the chances are that the team's going to be a lot better than people were expecting. Okay. Um, so yeah, I do think, I do think it's risky. Um, I feel like the doubts are, I understand the doubts. I think everybody in college football is going to be watching Colorado to see how it works. But we'll find out as the season moves on. Um, guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I mean, who does? Um, I've got just a thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's even better. And that's what's even better, is they're healthy. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with the whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you need, and now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years we've been talking about ordering built bars at built.com, but now you could get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you could still get your specialty flavors still at built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You could pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate co- bar or coconut puff. If you're close to Sands Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. And that is built. B-U-I-L-T dot com. Um, go try them out, you know. Go get your gains. Go let's get the healthy eating going. Um, It's harder than people realize. And I feel like that's the most important part of uh, getting into shape or getting back into shape, whatever, whatever your case may be. Um, Okay. So we kind of talked about how, not kind of, we did talk about, I don't want to say kind of, Um, we talked about how people around college football are doubting coach primes transfer endeavors. Um, I think some of the doubts are fair because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if he's going to hit on all of them and we don't know if there's going to be enough quality guys to kind of make the impact that he wants. But what I will say is there are some transfers out there in the portal um, that sorry, my phone was buzzing, had to turn it off is it bugging me um, that can really help this team turn around faster. And so I'm going to start with the guys on defense um, that I think they need to add. And then I will start go uh, back to offense um, to cl- conclude the episode, um, just because I feel like you guys like offense more. Um, so I'm going to make you wait a little teasy a little bit. Um so here's the thing defensively. I think Colorado's made some nice strides. I don't think that their defense is anywhere near being completed. Um, I think defensive line is an issue still. And I think the linebacker group is an issue still. Um, I'm just going to say that's, that's how I feel. Um, so looking at, I wrote about five guys over at Athlon. So go check those guys out. Um, obviously, there's transfers. That I expect them to get Shiloh Sanders from Jackson state. That is his uh, middle son uh, who obviously transferred from South Carolina to Jackson state to play for him. Uh, I feel like they'll get him the secondary. They got Vito Tisdale. They have Kendrick Reedlove. They have uh, Travis Hunter coming in. Cormani McClain, um, Miles Slusher, uh, Cameron Silman. So I think the secondary is really building up um, corners. Obviously I do think that I like experience. Um, so there's two guys that I'm looking at. Sean Steven Sean or Sean. I think it's Sean. S. H. Uh, o. N. Stevens, um, from West Liberty, uh, which is a Division II school, he had eight interceptions and was an All American last year. Um, obviously, you never know how playing front, going from a lower level like that, will transfer. But he'd be a good person to kind of add some depth because I think the corners. Obviously, we all expect Cormani McClain to come in and start it right away. Um, even if he doesn't, they have some other transfers that could probably fill that role for uh temporary times. And then Travis Hunter will be manning the other side excuse me other one Demetrius Feeney Freeney excuse me college of San Mateo Juco guy uh he's also very fast ran a 10.9 hundred meter dash and I mean college experience at any level is helpful um coach prime has shown he's not afraid to add transfer Juco transfers um defense aligned though I think right now they have Shane Cokes who I trust um they have Leonard Payne who's fine um, Jordan Dominic on the edge who is going to be good um, they also have uh, and I think people a lot of people are forgetting about him um, because I don't think he's there yet Taj Alston from West Virginia um, experienced very very solid tackler edge guy um, and then that's about it on the defensive line of transfers they brought in um, they did bring in a Michigan transfer Taylor Upshaw but he left uh, and so now that requires guys like Deve Harris, Derek McClendon, um, Chaz Wallace who'll be in the middle, and Amari McNeil who'll be in the middle. Um, but like I said, Amari McNeil, um, who else was it? Even Savel Smalls, like some of these guys just aren't as experienced and they're not as proven. So let me slide over to my article here and tell tell you about a young man by the name of Isaac Uku from James Madison. Um and I said, this is what I said. Just because the Buffs have added names like Tennessee's Mario McNeil or even Smalls from Washington, who come from big programs or were highly touted in high school, you can't be experienced at the college level. You can't beat experience at the college level. James Madison's Isaac Akuku played in 25 games, recorded 83 tackles, 16 and a half sacks these past two seasons. Um, pressing the elite quarterbacks in the conference is a must. And having someone like Akud, a to pair with Jordan Dominic could take the bus line to a whole different level. I think you need to disrupt the quarterbacks. I don't, it's not a hot take every college court, every college defensive coordinator in the country will tell you, you need to get pressure on the quarterbacks. You need to make them uncomfortable. And the best way to do that is by having multiple guys that could attack. Even if they're rotating guys, you want guys that could come in attack, 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 because Colorado has to play some of the best, the best, some of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, so that would be my other uh transfer from the defensive side of the ball. And then I honestly, and this is just because of sheer size, um, I really like the Anthony Campbell from Louisiana Louisiana Monroe, 6'7, 277. I think he'll kind of be a just a body that fills up space. Um, a guy that needs to get some love, though, is uh, I don't know how to say his name, is, Kevy Rose or Kevy Rose from Louisiana Tech. Um, first team all conference in 2022. Um, six foot three, three hundred and three pounds. Um, he was a wrecking ball last season, and so I think you kind of add a few of these guys on the defensive line. Um, you add a guy in the secondary, uh, like a corner, whether it's from the JUCO level, or they also were hosting um, Jordan Buchanan from Purdue who's from Georgia, they were hosting him for a visit, didn't play at Purdue, um, but uh, Coach Prime loves loves him, some boys from the South. And so I think that will help um, kind of shore up the secondary even more. Um, but the defense line is something that I would like to see addressed and linebackers. I just don't know if they're going to get that many. Um, I'm looking in the portal. I looked in the portal and I, I, didn't see a lot of quality linebackers that could kind of help solve any issues. Um, so that'll be their problem moving forward. Um, before we move on to the offense, I want to thank you guys for making locked on buster. First listen every day, every That's what I call my new podcast listeners or my, my frequent everyday podcast listeners. I just want to say, I appreciate you um, tomorrow. Well, I'm, Everybody on the Colorado timeline is talking about landing a transfer today. So I record these in the morning. So obviously there's probably going to be uh, something happening after. So I'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, I'll talk about any other coach prime slander or praise. I see. I feel like lately it's been slander just because of how risky he's been getting. Um, So let's talk about the offense. Receivers. Uh, After being one of the strengths of the team, I now think the receiver room could use some help. Um, that's no slight at the guys there. It's just Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver, Travis Hunter. And those are the only three guys I'm confident in. Um, obviously they're going to be bringing in freshmen like Adam Hopkins and Marion, uh, Miller, but I feel like you need more college experience. Um, especially if you're going to be in a pass heavy offense like this. So let me go right down the road, not really down the road. Uh, but it was kind of a connection, if you will, uh, Shane hooks wide receiver, Jackson state. He committed to Ole Miss after being in the, entering the portal following his final year at Jackson State, um, he graduated, so he is a grad transfer. Um, big body, six foot three, six foot four, um, very fast. He has a connection with Shadur Sanders, which obviously they have time to build this. But in the spring game, Shadur Sanders really only threw to Travis Hunter and Montana Lamonius Craig. Um, he wasn't spreading the ball. Obviously, he likes to throw to Jimmy Horn. Jimmy Horn didn't play in the game, so realistic, realistically. There's two guys that he's comfortable throwing the ball to. I imagine he'll he'll have a connection with Xavier Weaver, but three guys. I think you need a fourth and fifth guy to kind of take the pressure off, kind of give him more options. He was definitely forcing it to Travis Hunter. I don't know if that was planned. I don't know if the coaches were like, hey, just hit Travis a lot. And he was forcing it to Travis and Montana. Um, When Montana was open, he still only had three catches. I imagine Travis had like seven to eight. And so Shadur only threw... Maybe 20 passes. And so I think they need another receiver that he's comfortable with. Um, they brought in Willie Gaines from Jackson State, but trap or Shane Hooks is literally he was the leading receiver this past season. He was Shader Sanders' favorite target, um, deep threat, jump ball getter. Um, so I like him. Um staying at receiver, a little more of a risk. I like big bodied receivers. Um Jimmy horn, small, Xavier Weaver is six foot. Uh Travis Hunter is decent size. Um, Willie Gaines, small. And so this is based off of all the transfers that I know that they're contacting. So Jaquay Jackson, um, he's a wide receiver from the division two level for the division two level from the California university of Pennsylvania. Um, I'll be honest is a California native, never heard of that school, but Hey, respect where respect is due. He popped off last year. um, He's experienced. Um, he caught 77 passes for twelve hundred yards last season, 15 touchdowns. Um, was also a D Division II All American. Um, programs like Miami, Pittsburgh, and Texas AM are after him. Um, he visited Boulder this past weekend. Um, also standing in at 6'3. I like six three. I like those big I like those big pass catchers. I like guys that can go up and get the ball. Um, red zone threats. Um I'm I'm like I'll be contradictory here, but I'll just say because I know how football teams operate sometimes. And the goal line, I feel like there's two pass plays, three pass plays that college coaches or even football coaches and and the NFL like to run. They like the slant, they like the out route, um, where you run in a little bit, a little bit and then jerk out. And then they like the goal line fade. I personally hate the goal line fade just because I feel like you're limiting yourself through from about, I mean, if one wide receiver is by the boundary, he could go in. Um even if he goes out and back in or something i don't know i just feel like you're limiting yourself to space you're limiting yourself to just a corner of the end zone because not only does the quarterback have to make a perfect throw the wide receiver has to go up and get it over the defender and get a foot get a foot in um just a lot um but if you're going to be throwing it up to people i think you need to have some big targets so hooks and um Jaquay jackson uh, i think would be very nice targets to have on the outside, um, especially in situations like that. Obviously, Travis Hunter could go up and get a ball too, but I think the bigger the better in terms of receiver. Um, that's always been. I like big fast guys. You know, um, some programs like just big guys, some programs like fast guys. I like big fast guys. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take. Um, and then I'm gonna sh- probably shock you guys a little bit. I running back. We like Dylan. El- De- Dylan Edwards. Um, he did great during the spring game. Um, small guy though. Um, he. I I'm not saying he will get injured, but he's small. Um, I don't know how much they're going to feed him. I don't know how much they want to put on him as a young freshman. And then they have Cavossier Smoke, who he was a reserve for Chris Rodriguez at Kentucky, um, showed flashes, but was never the main guy. Um, Do I trust that running back duo? If I have to, yes, but we don't have to trust just those two. Um, They also have um, Charlie Offerdahl back there and Hankerson. So they have other guys, but... And the transfer portal, like I said earlier when I was talking about the on the first segment, um, what the criticism of the transfer portal was: not enough guys had experience, not enough guys were as good as they were hoping. Well, that is not true about young Mister Alton McCaskill, a running back out of Houston. Um, he, we obviously, like I said, we saw flashes. Of Dylan Edwards and Cobosia Smoke is coming in. Uh, he's one of the more productive players in the portal. He missed this last year to an ACL injury, but year prior, he had 189 carries for 961 yards, averaging over five yards a carry, um, 16 touchdowns in 14 games. He also showed he could catch it out of the backfield, 21 catches, two touchdowns. Um, I think he would come in and be the starter right away. Uh, I just do. Even though Sean Lewis likes to throw the ball around, he likes to run the ball as well. And I think relying on him would allow them to do like a one-two power combo with him and Kavosia Smoke. And then you got Dylan Edwards who you could use out of the slot, you can kind of use it in a jet sweep motion. You could get him out in open space. You take the pressure off of having to rely on smoke, who's not an proven starter, um, and then Edwards, who's a freshman. Uh, McCaskill has played, and I think he's one of the better running backs, probably in the country. And I think that would be a huge addition for Colorado. And then lastly, we need some help up front. Um, Colorado's offensive line did not receive nearly any praise. Uh, I think, which was kind of surprising. They had two. They had a Kent State guy. Um, they're going to have two Kent State guys, so hopefully that kind of helps out with Sean Lewis' system. But they were having issues adjusting to the speed. Um, so look no further than Cameron Johnson um, from Houston. Uh, a one-time Colorado commit prior to his time at Houston. Um, the entire spring, was it was evident based on practices and reports that the offense line could still use some work. Um, he ranks as a top 15 player in the portal. Um, extremely proven last year, he had 586 pass-blocking snaps, only allowed one sack. So protect protecting our Sanders, keeping him healthy is a priority. And also blocking for McCaskill, hopefully, you know, Smoke, Edwards, whoever may be, getting those receivers open. Um, the offense line is just as vital as any position. So they need some help on the offense still. Um, as every day that goes by, we'll continue to see if the if or if and when they get the depth they need. But these are the guys that I really think they should go after. So to recap, defensively, um, i want that or i think they should i mean i don't i'll don't have ones it's not my team but you know what i mean uh anthony campbell from Louisiana Monroe for size um demetrius freeney from college of san mateo at corner uh they're gonna get shiloh Campbell or shiloh campbell shiloh sanders i would imagine um isaac Akuku is the big one for me 16 and a half sacks in the past two years i think you need that pressure um and then i also think uh kiwi rose the retro sophomore at louisiana tech big addition for them uh, i think he would be a, a great get and then the offensive side of the ball um like i mentioned like i just finished talking about but i will recap real quick for you cameron johnson the offensive lineman from houston Alta casco the running back from houston um and then the receivers shane hooks and jaquay jackson um i think these would all help the team go from because right now i think they're floating around projected three and a half wins i think they go from there layer to probably I think that's a bull. I I think their ceiling this year is six to seven wins. I think that helps them reach that ceiling and maybe push it to seven and a half if they get all these guys who could contribute right away. Um, that's that's what I think. Um, we'll continue to see how Coach Prime operates in the transfer portal. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Fan or FanDuel. Um, to lock buffs every day. I am Kevin Borba. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Um, for a second listen watch our latest video you know um share this with a friend share this with your mom your dad your dog i don't care i just know that i appreciate you guys i'd like to see that subscriber count grow maybe get us to ten thousand by the start of the season i know that's ambitious but i think we could do it Um, i'll share it and i appreciate you guys i will see you guys tomorrow have a great thursday
1: you are locked on buffs your daily podcast on the colorado buffaloes